Shirt Show. All right, let's go. Shirt Show! Talking Shirt! Shirt Show! Talking Shirt! Shirt Show! Talking Shirt! Shirt Show! Shirt Show! Episode 113 of Shirt Show. We're doing a live Q&A from the Water Base Camp in Texas. Let's go! There he is. Hey. Hey, did you have to fly back to St. Louis to get your shit or what? <laughs> no, I, uh, we went straight. I just changed our flights straight to right there. Mm-hmm. California. Here's the thing, and here's why I'm on vacay now. Is, uh, number one, there was just so much vacay going on that I couldn't leave the shop you know, for like the past couple months. And then two... COVID, Joanne had it, then I had it. Three, and tell me if you feel this. Like, whenever, like, it's the hardest thing to leave, like, to leave the shop. But once you're gone, you're gone. Like, and so if you just, for us anyway, it's just easier to stay away. <laughs> you know, we're already, we're already gone. So maybe we'll just extend it, and that's what we did. And so here we are. We're already and, gone for like four days. Let's make it another week and a half. Yeah. Check, but look, here's why. Look, I understand. Is Joanne, can you see beautiful. Joanne? Is she down there somewhere? No, is she swimming? <laughs> yeah, she's down there. Um, that's where I was, and I'm up here to be with you. Okay, I hope you know that. Okay, cool. Thanks, man. Yeah, appreciate it. Um, How is it going though? How is California? Is it wonderful? L I V I N, man. Living. Yeah, it's seventy five, right. and good. you're trying to cut me off. You didn't really want to know. I started to tell you, and you're like, "Yes, yeah, sounds good." great <laughs> enough about me enough about me how's new york <clears throat> uh it's nice it's a nice 80 something degree day and sunny and uh yeah just working i'll take that back to work i'd take 80 something and sunny yeah. back from texas mm-hmm. yeah um so we decided to go well i decided to go to uh water base <laughs> Mm-hmm. And I was there. Mm-hmm. I went and saw Eric and hung out at Night Owls. Yeah. And uh, Eric and Val and loved that place. And then road trip with them up to Fort Worth for water base camp. And, you know, I spend the night and I wake up in the morning and I go down to the lobby to get ready to go to the first day of camp. And fucking you and Joanne are in the lobby. We're, well, yeah, we're, we're fucking in the lobby. Yeah. <laughs> um <laughs> like right there yeah. wide open so um what i thought was mm-hmm. so funny i think we said this on in the sh- in our in the show is that you were the first to sign up for water race camp that's what ryan moore told us you were the first and i was the last yeah literally <laughs> the first person and literally the yeah, last you were the last yeah uh, I, yeah we decided to go the night before um we wanted to go of course always but it's just so hard to get away and with everything and not feeling well finally felt good and we were like okay we're, we're gonna buy tickets and then like three things in a row terrible happened like we lost we were flooded we were flooded again we were flooded again we lost power da, 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 da. but finally everything mm-hmm. aligned and we jumped on yeah, yeah it was perfect and we got mm-hmm. tickets flew down to dallas and there we were in the lobby and you know what happened next don't you what did happen next? We got picked up by Frank. Fucking Frank. Yeah. You know, like, here's the thing. <laughs> Frank, I'm talking to you right now. If you ever decide to get out of the screen biz, you would 
like make serious cheddar as an Uber driver. Cause you are the best. That's like, true. yeah. Can you, wasn't it so comfortable mm-hmm. and wasn't he so polite and Such a comfortable ride? Yeah, yeah. I had so much room. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you know what he said? He got that truck just for you. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, they, they picked great. the truck just for me. Mm-hmm. So I would fit in it with him. Yeah. Um, yeah. It was, it was, it was like a twofer. It was a wonderful, like, you know, I came downstairs, mm-hmm. I got an iced tea and then I came around the corner and you and Joanne were there, which mm-hmm. was wonderful. Nice big hugs. And then I look outside the hotel, this beautiful hotel. I look outside and fucking Frank's sitting there in a yeah. truck being like, hey, want to ride? And then I had to pinch myself to make sure I was either dreaming <laughs> or dead. Um, but, yeah. but no, it was just it was just real life. It's real and, life. Uh, yeah, it was wonderful. It was. It was wonderful. So we are right now recording our pregame mm-hmm. after the fact. So what yeah. happened was, do you want me to tell the story? Yeah, or do you want to tell let's the story? hear it. Yeah, tell us. Oh, so anyway, we're at water base camp. We do the first day. Everything's wonderful. We, you know, hang out throughout the night and everything else. Second day, we're at the show. And about halfway through, Andy's like, hey, uh, we don't have anyone to record because someone had to cancel. Uh, what do you think about just recording here? Like, do, you know, we can go on the couch over there and just like record an episode and ask some people like how they feel about the camp. And stuff. Exactly. Yeah. I'm like. I'm like, yeah, we can do that. Uh, you know, I'll ask around and see who wants to like come sit on the couch with us or whatever. Mm-hmm. So then I guess you went and talked to <laughs> Seth and Brett mm-hmm. and uh, Ryan got word that Ryan Moore. We were talking about doing that. Yeah. Ryan Moore. And then pretty much it turned into me and Andy closing out Waterbase Camp as the Q&A at the end. So we had the whole the whole audience live and uh, yeah audience. we just did the, we did the live audience Q and A um, and it was pretty awesome. So we didn't really have the opportunity to do our you know pregame thoughts and sponsors. No, so here we are on Tuesday. Here we are after um, the fact on Tuesday after the fact. So yeah, we recorded I don't know like an hour and a half. I, I I was like to to Brett and and Ryan. I'm like, uh, so how long are we going to go? You know, like we don't want to step in on any toes here. You guys have plans to do this, you know, Q and A uh, to close out this this water base camp, and and here we are, these goobers. You know, like what are we going to do? And um, they said, no, just do do whatever you want, and um, and see, you know, like we'll just wing it. And so I was like, we we had no idea zero prep and pretty much like always, I guess, None. basically. <laughs> mm-hmm. No, but uh, big props to Seth for setting up audio, video, lighting. Yes. You know, Seth extraordinaire. Um, and yeah, it came out awesome. Like it was a fun time. So pretty much really we fun. sat down and we talked to, we talked to Ryan and Brett about what, you know, Maid Lab is and what, Waterbase camp was, and then we had up Eric and Val and Colin mm-hmm. uh, from Lone Mountain to talk about them speaking, and then we had Jesse from Matsui, and we had Sadi up there, and yeah, we just took a bunch of audience questions, and it came out pretty awesome. So yeah, I would say um, um, I think it came out good. Well, uh, you know, like it 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 is what it is. I think that it was. Um, it was real. Like people were giving their like, what's so great about that is it was just, we're not recapping it days later, recapping it right then, like right then and there it was raw. People were mm-hmm. fresh off of the, the camp. And so they had um, lots of great things to say. I'd like to say, 
um, that Brett Bowden and Ryan Moore are both incredible, like MCs. I laughed a bunch of different times and, um, just the way they ran that it was super pro the way they ran that whole camp. I have never been to anything like that. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you, you show up and that's a hard thing to do, isn't it? Like they have things to do, like they have businesses to run. Yeah. And now here they are putting on this. Well, it's camp. funny. It's, it's funny seeing them and like kind of being behind the scenes a little bit. Like we were there at different times when it wasn't necessarily open or whatever. Mm-hmm. And it's funny, like Brett runs printed threads and has a couple other projects he does, but he has made labs. So mm-hmm. it's like literally beforehand and after like it was him, his kids, mm-hmm. like his wife. And they were like sweeping the floors and like getting Ryan. the coolers ready for drinks and like doing all the behind the scenes. And Ryan was Ryan like wasn't doing washing shit. dishes. No, and like, no, let's just be, yeah. Let's Ryan be was real. sitting in the back corner. He doesn't have know. much to do. No, and <laughs> no, I saw him like I saw him doing the same thing, like filling coolers and moving mm. things around and moving yeah. chairs and like you know these guys aren't just like you know paying people to do shit. They're fucking there getting everything ready and you know. These guys are all working hard to exactly. make this thing happen for us. So appreciate all of those guys. It's not just those two either. I mean, everyone else right. behind the behind the scenes there. It's hard thing. Um, I mean, I can't imagine how hard that is to to put on. And then, and the same actually, the same thing can be said about you know, like Eric and Val. They have a business to run. They have T-shirts to print and get out the door. Yet they're gonna you know drive up. And take their a couple days out of their week and all that prep time and all that all that different stuff to come up and, and share, mm-hmm. you know, their infinite wisdom uh, with us. It's incredible. Yeah, and I mean, I was I was there, and I mean, I saw like how busy they were, and they had some really big orders going on. And he mm-hmm. was also trying to, uh, he had like consulting coming in that he had to rearrange. And he had a dryer too, fucking, right? They had a dryer they had to take down mm-hmm. and install all during this, and it mm-hmm. was like, you know couple staff members and Eric and Val and like they came to set up and not only did they do that, they took a day out of their time to just hang out with me and like show me the shop and like everything else. It was just kind of like, you know, thank you. They're Eric rad, super rad Great people. people. Yeah. Um, hugs and kisses out to you guys. And then Colin, the same thing, you know, he's got a shop to run and yep. Sasquatches to hunt down and hang out mm-hmm. with up there in Montana. And you know, they took time out of their, uh, their hectic schedules to come and share what they know. And that, some knowledge. that's pretty yeah. cool. Isn't it? That's neat. Mm-hmm. What yeah. an industry we're in. Do you, do you have any takeaways, anything that inspired you? <laughs> oh my God. I think I shared, uh, you know, some of that, um, you know, in the, in the live recording that we did or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, takeaways though, right now, I would say that, um, one, I really love, so like I saw, um, I don't remember when we were in the screen room cooling off cause it was it got kind of warm in there. And so we went in the screen room, we we're cooling off and we're chilling in there a little, literally. <laughs> and Ryan Moore comes in with screens and, and squeegees and flood bars. And then I, I see him go back and he's, and he's washing these things, washing the screens and washing the squeegees with his bare hands. And I'm like, I'm like, this guy knows nothing about screen printing. Like, what an idiot. You know, he's like, doesn't have gloves <laughs> on. Um, but it turns out you can just wash, like you can touch your, you know, all of the stuff, like the squeegee and bar, bare hands and just yeah. wash and comes right off your it's hands. It's so cool. Yeah. I love that about it. Um, it must be like, that's way easier to work with in that regard. Right. Um, mm-hmm. I think my biggest takeaway was kind of the same thing I said 
though, um, you know, when, when, uh, during the show is that I think Colin's right. I think start with just white ink, you know, just print one color, but actually not really one screen, probably two or three screens, right. With white ink, get that down like this right here and figure out how to do that. And, you know, because I think once you master that, yeah, start slow, a sort of like, what we always say, right? Just one, one step at a time, baby steps. What was your, did you have any, do you have any takeaways? I think the biggest thing for me was just like, I had some questions in my head before I even came, not even water base related mm-hmm. and just being able to hang out with all my peers and bounce my ideas off from that kind of helped me out a lot and got me some clarity on like what's going on right now. Um, but the other thing was, there was a couple things, you know, uh, just talking about screen making and possible, uh, I want to do a bunch of tests with face coding and uh, I don't know. There's just a couple things like different tweaks and different temps and times to use for water base as far as like under bases on things. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Just, just a lot of little stuff. But like I said, the biggest thing about this, these camps and all this stuff is just the community and hanging out with the people and growing and networking and stuff. So yeah, you go, you, real, you learn a little and about, you know, your, your craft. And then also, um, you know, you get support and you get to network. I mean, Alan said that Alan from proper, you know, he, he's actually even texted us later and said, you know, this, I don't go to these shows ever really. And he decided to come up, you know, just by himself. And he felt so like welcomed by everybody there. There was like 75 shops or something. Right. Um, Mm -hmm. and he felt so welcomed and made a bunch of friends and he says he's going to, you know, he's going to as many of these, uh, these shows as he can in the future, just, just to, for that very reason. Right. Yeah. It's just nice to have like a bunch of things on your mind as an owner. And then you go to something like this and you kind of brain dump on some friends and then they kind of set you straight. Brain so, dump. I like that. Yeah. That's yeah. smart. That's a neat, neat little well, thing. You ready to talk about some of our, our pals, which most of them were, uh, supporters of this water-based camp. Yeah, actually, I am. Look at this. Look what I got here. It's coming in, coming in hot. Okay. Frank. It was so good seeing him. Always good, and he uh, had to dip out early, which Mm -hmm. I'm still upset about. But yeah, yeah. But do you remember when we were in the truck with him, and he said? we could have anything we wanted. Do you remember that? Is that reality? (laughs) That wasn't. Yeah. So you know how you said you were, you thought you weren't sure if you were dreaming or dead or whatever. Mm -hmm. Uh, I don't know. He did say, he's like, Hey, whatever you guys, we were talking about what he, what he gave to Maid lab to like sponsor and make that happen. And then we said, Oh, that would be, must be nice. And he's like, let me know (laughs) anything you want. I'll take care of it. So I was thinking, Wow. What do you think? You you get fifty percent. I get fifty percent of GSF. Is that what you're thinking? I like it. I like it. Well, he needs to still <laughs> Frank, you retain. Retire, bud. Yeah, Uber, like there you go. Uber drive. Right. We we exactly. figured it out for him. Dylan, <clears throat> Dill. It all starts. Hey hey bud. It all starts with the screen, and whether it's new stretches or restretches, Frank and his team do it the best. To find out bye more, far. go to bye 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 bye. Bye bye far <laughs> light, light years ahead. Yeah. yeah. So to find out more, go to graphicscreenfashion.com. F F F F F. 
rank.com or greatfuckingscreens.com. Mm-hmm. You know who I missed at this event is Alex. Yeah, I know. Um, and speaking like of been, him, it's been a while. It has been a while. But speaking of Alex, cleaning screens is no fun, but easy way makes it funner. Mm-hmm. Their line of eco-friendly chemicals will help you keep your screens and your shop clean. Check them out at easyway.com. Easyway. It's the easiest way. Heck yes. Heck yes. Action Engineering makes all kinds of accessories printers need. Go to actionengineering.com to have a look. And when you're at checkout, use a new code, SS08. And what happens? You get 10% off. That's right. 10%. Hell of a deal. Thanks, Shircha. Mm-hmm. Um, um, um. Next, we have Monarch Color. And they have a super opaque mixing system that you and I both love. Mm-hmm. Let's just face it. Let's be real. They, I talked um, to like five different shops about Monarch this week. Yeah. Yeah. And that's pretty much all I had to say. They were like, tell me about it. And I was like, it fucking does what's supposed to do. It's there really go. good. It's really opaque. It's beautiful. It has great hand. Mm-hmm. And it's just a really good mixing system. Really good whites. And the matte black. Oh, yeah, yeah. Matte black. That's what you want. You don't want the shining. Mm-hmm. Learn more at monarchcolor.com. Ink better, print better, be better. Live Moss. Monarch. Monarch. So next we have Graphics Source. Graphics Source. Yeah. And we saw Nick. We saw Lucas. Both those guys down in Dallas. And by um, the way, today mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. Nick's birthday. No fucking way. I was texting yeah. with him earlier. What a dick. He didn't even tell me that. Mm-hmm. Here we go. Right down Happy here. Happy birthday to you. To you. Happy birthday, Happy birthday to, to you. you. Happy so birthday. I was doing the Michael Scott. Nicholas no? Wood. <laughs> Happy birthday <laughs> to you. So whether your shop could use a little or a lot of help in the art department, give uh, 1-900-HOTSTUFF.COM a look. Get in touch with Nick or Lucas, and Mm -hmm. you get free kittens this month. You know they put that on a website? I did see that. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) Nick Nick and Lucas, both amazing (laughs) human beings, totally can help Mm -hmm. you out. Love those guys. And yeah, it's definitely a no brainer if you're looking for help in the screen or not. Yeah. In the art department, Mm -hmm. Um, they can, they can handle it for sure. Hey, Dill. Hey, bud. What do you got for Chroma Lines tip of the week? Chroma Lines tip of the week is you might hear the emulsion guys talking about solid percentages of an emulsion, but what does that mean for you solid percentage is just the ratio of solid material and a liquid emulsion for example an emulsion like hydro x has 46 percent solids which means it's 54 percent water the lower the solids percentage the more water in an emulsion when a freshly coated screen dries the water evaporates out of the emulsion and you are left with just the solids Something high in solids, you can just coat one and one, but in comparison, something low in solids, you might need to coat two and two, or even two and three to match the same stencil thickness. 
Yep. So that's something you should definitely pay attention to. You shouldn't just try any old emulsion. You should ask them, what is the solids content in this emulsion? So you're not paying Absolutely. for mostly water. Absolutely. Unless you're thirsty, then right. yeah. get more water and you need to keep hydrated, you know. Uh, so go to chromaline.com to watch Kevin's videos and learn about the screen room. Yeah. yeah. Chromaline. Thanks, guys. I have a couple of quick takes for you before we wrap this up. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Okay. Dylan, what is one thing that helps you get through the day besides me? Hmm. A nice morning walk. Um, some iced tea. I said one thing. Uh, and you know what? Sorry. The first thing you said is a nice morning walk. And I don't think you would have said that a couple of years ago. And I really, nope. I mean, that's incredibly healthy because I was, when I was down by the pool a minute ago, they had magazines that grabbed men's health magazine, Chris Pratt on the cover, super hunky. Mm-hmm. And he is filming guardians three in in Atlanta. And he was talking about, so, and because he's staying there a while, I guess they got him a house and he put in this like fitness center and he was talking about his routine and morning walk is, is a really great thing. I'm proud of you, man. I love a morning walk. I love a walk anytime. It's been huge. Yeah. It's, uh, it's one of those things I never thought about mental health or anything, you know, until now. And I'm realizing that a morning walk is not only good for me, like physically, but it's good for me mentally as well to prep for the day and just clear my mind and everything else. 100%. Next question, ready? Pulled pork or pull out? Wait, (laughs) did you say pulled pork or pull out? That's what I said. And Mm. this is, uh, this has to be credited to Jojo because I was like, hey, I need a, I need a quick take. And so I was like, pulled pork, and I said, or pull, and I was trying to come up with something, and she goes, out. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Mm. Fuck. Mm. Uh, Can I have both? (laughs) (laughs) Nope. This is a... This is an either or, man. This is an well, either I am or. The bailout, I am the bailout king, so okay. Uh, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with uh, I'm gonna go with pull port. <laughs> <laughs> I'll give you both. You know what? Those are both really good things. Mm-hmm. I get, you know, so so why not? Yeah. Okay. Cool. That's a good some good stuff. And uh, while we're on that topic, what is for din? Uh, Chipotle. We had that two nights ago. It was delicious. Um, mm-hmm. Tonight, I don't know what we're going to have. Something um, like probably Olive Garden. You know? I hope you have pull-out for dinner tonight, bud. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pull-out sandwich. Mm-hmm. I can't wait. Can't wait. Okay. Uh, yeah. I think I better go. Uh, Got to go. Go enjoy that beef. Ways. Why are you talking to me? You know? Yeah, I don't know. Well, loser. I miss you, man. It was, I know. Like, you know, that I woke up the morning after and I knew that we weren't going to see each other. We had, like, you were mm-hmm. flying out that way and I was flying out this way. I went way east, and, you went west. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Tears. Yeah. I got yeah. a teardrop tattoo. Yeah. Uh, I was thinking how nice it was sitting with you and JoJo 
uh, the night before we left and just having a beautiful dinner. I'm mm-hmm. enjoying each other's company. That was good dinner. The mac and cheese with the onions or whatever in there. Mm, the filet I had was fucking so good. Yeah, good stuff. Um, good All right, stuff. man, go to the beach. I love That's it, you. right? We're done? We and did I it. Hope, yeah. I hope everyone enjoys right. uh, our live episode at Water Race Camp. Yeah, me too. Love you. Okay. Love you. Love you too. Bye. <laughs> We're the Shirt Show, and I thought maybe we could introduce ourselves in case you don't know who we are. My name is Dylan. I am from Upstate Merch. I love, um, let's see, I love hiking. I love sunsets. Bougie pizza. And, uh, oh, my idol is Sher Kong, for sure. I'm Andy, and I'm a grumpy old son of a bitch. <laughs> my name's Brett Bowden. I have long hair like Jesus. People know me as Screen Printing Jesus. In Haiti, they know me as Tap Tap Jesus. And I really like working out in ice baths. My name is Ryan Moore, and it's so weird that I have my shirt on right now. (laughs) Before we came on, I asked Brett to write us some good material, and well, look at that. Perfect. Um, So this is totally unplanned. I I thought that maybe Dylan and I could do... uh, like all of a sudden today occurred to me, what if we did a show and just started to talk to everybody like what their like what their takeaways were from this. So um, that was really dumb because all of a sudden Ryan said, let's uh, do this live. And well, we've never done that before. So here we go. Are you nervous? Yeah, a little bit, a little bit. But you're here and I'll just remember, everyone is picturing you naked. <laughs> That's well, we can make this real. <laughs> go um so this was it's kind of i love how um you told me this earlier that um dylan was the very first person to sign up for water-based camp and i was the very last person to sign up for for water-based camp but priorities (laughs) um we had some crazy things happen at our shop before um we got here this week and we actually have some guests coming in just now um, we lost, I don't know if you know, but so I'm from St. Louis. We have had just, I don't know, crazy rains for days and days and days, flooding and all that kind of stuff. We lost power and, um, we were going to catch a red eye. Um, I guess it was Thursday night, but we got one really early on Saturday and we got down here. I'm so glad we did because these sort of events, you know, you meet people, you network and, um, make friends and then learn stuff about the industry. And so that's why we're here. And I thought maybe... Brett and um, and Ryan, you could tell us a little bit more about that. Well, Andy, I mean, the reality is it's all about the Benjamins, <laughs> you know. Um, we, we, Ryan and I have been really passionate about education for a long time and, and um, passionate about getting uh, groups of people together and community and uh, something that's so cool that I've heard so many times over the last day or two, it's people saying, man, it's just so cool because I follow that guy on Instagram or I follow them on Instagram. It's cool to actually meet. And I've talked to this person for years and now we actually 
meet in uh, in person, and it's a really a really cool thing. We have a really cool community. A lot of people that have come from really interesting backgrounds, a lot of very similar backgrounds. It's fun to meet someone that you've never met and say, "Oh yeah, I used to do that," and you know they have the same experience and. Um, it, that kind of that thread that kind of weaves all of us together is is really really interesting. Um, it's good to come together and see like, oh man, like these are my struggles and and be able to commiserate with other people because the reality is um, what we post on Instagram is usually the best thing that we've done all week or all month. Um, and I I remember being a small shop and looking at Instagram and seeing the stuff that these other cool shops were doing. And I said, I, actually, I'll just say it was, uh, you know, I used to follow, or I do follow uh, Trust Print Shop, who's uh, our neighbors down the street here. And I remember looking at their Instagram and thinking, man, you guys do the coolest stuff. And I was talking to Matt one day and he's like, we only post the coolest stuff. We do a lot of not cool stuff. And so that was kind of that first reality of like, oh, we're all the same. We all struggle with the same things. Like, you know, some of us are in different areas that are, you know, DFW is a huge commercial area. It's like easier to grow a business bigger in DFW than it is in Wisconsin or, where, you know, wherever. And so like it's, you know, we're whatever. We're all dealing with different things. What am I talking about? <laughs> I just want to go. <laughs> no, it just, I mean, you guys... I, if you guys could just tell us a little bit more about like what water-based camp was meant for oh. and uh well water-based camp started you guys did the first water-based camp in 2019 and a couple people that were here today were at that uh at that time we actually got asked to be a sponsor and i was i've been passionate about water-based printing and promoting water-based uh since i learned about it. i learned how to screen print with water-based and then i went to the screen printing supply store and got plastisol and it was horrible i mean it was thick it definitely didn't wash out with water like my 4000 watt p i mean 4000 psi pressure washer blasted it out and my friends tracked it all over the house and all over their van and car no idea what this crap was and so all that like water base is just it's soft it creates a, in my opinion a better print a wearable print it breathes and so in 2019 it's like no no brainer let's do this let's help this water-based camp come to life. And I think we learned a lot from that camp and got a lot of really good feedback from the people that were there. I think then COVID hit and then it seemed like leading up to that water-based camp, a lot of people were talking about it and there was a lot of momentum going into water-based printing again. And then once COVID hit, that a lot of that went away. Like everyone went like back, like laser focused, like we need to survive and we need to do the easiest thing possible. And plus it's super easy. It's one of the things that made screen printing a thing in the U.S. is like when Plastisol was invented and you could you could have a flash dryer and stack it. It made it an industry and now it's a worldwide industry because of Plastisol. I think one of my opinions. So it's a great tool. But so I think people went back to the basics. They went back to what's easy. And then now coming out of it, like there's more talk about it and it was really cool. Like we, we didn't know that people would show up to this, you know, kind of took a while to get it together. We were doing a couple events previously. And when we posted this, like Dylan signed up and I was like, sweet, one person. <laughs> I think Amy signed up after that. And then like no one signed up for like two weeks. And so we're like, oh crap. But then like everyone showed up. So it's really cool to see the 
the water-based like interests come back alive and then the knowledge that Eric and Val and Colin and Jesse and Dave and everyone and Brian all shared was amazing. So I think it's important to note that uh, like two weeks ago, Eric wanted to cancel this whole thing. So if you, you know, <laughs> I bought my ticket on accident. I bought this ticket thinking it was uh, water-based like an ice bath because I know that Tilly and Ryan and I missed out. I, I'm here for the wrong reason, I think. Yeah, if you were bummed out because your drinks weren't cold enough today, it, there's a reason. <laughs> the ice was all gone. I didn't get the memo. So, so what were some of your highlights? Wow, okay. Um, some of my highlights, one of my favorite uh, shops on earth is Night Owls and, and Eric and Val. I mean, I think what they what they do is so great because, I mean, that takes guts, you know, like, I was going to ask a question. I asked too many questions, I think, yesterday when they were, um, when he was trying to run uh, the press, or both of them, actually. Um, but I thought that, you know, to go from plastisol printing straight all into water base, I mean, I like my shop couldn't do that. So we're a plastisol shop, and um, I don't just don't know how our customers would react to to that. And so I feel like, you know, we would lose half of our accounts or something. And then, so how do you fill that void? You know, I like the idea of, I think it was Colin that mentioned, look, just start with printing white ink and um, one, you know, like run one press with white ink and just start there and, and, and see what happens. I mean, you can always adjust or maybe not even do it if it doesn't work for you. So that's one of my, one of my biggest. Yeah. And I think the cool thing too was like, uh, like I didn't even know you were coming because you're plastic and we talk about water base and you don't really get into it too much because you don't care and you don't want to do it. I wanted to see you. And then you got FOMO and then you wanted to come see me. Um, but in reality, I mean, a lot of these things is kind of like, like I do plastic and water base, but it's more like I always get something out of any of these events regardless because you talk to your friends and you get connections with things or you hear things about screen tension or face coding or, you know, whatever. And you take that back to your shop and you do testing. Um, so I've got my own notes and I'm going to go back and we're going to do a bunch of testing with different things and try to level up the shop, even if it's a little bit to level up. So these things are totally worth going to. So I'm happy everyone came out. Were you trying to hold my hand? Here, hold it here. Um, <laughs> um, well, maybe, um, maybe instead of talking to us, it'd be cool to talk to some of the presenters. What do you think about that? Yeah, let's do it. I have notes, but you who, two, uh, you two beautiful people, can you come up here for a minute? Ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, just everyone give a big round of applause for the presenters. Woo! Come on up. Yeah. And then just thank you very much from all of us at Made Lab. Uh, thank you so much for coming. And thank you, Andy and Dylan, for doing this Q&A. It's going to be good. It's been uh, super rad for it to host our space uh, for you guys to see. And um, we hope for a lot of more really cool things to come. So please come back and visit us sometime. The doors are always open. Except at night. We're going to lock up in a little bit. <laughs> I'll stand behind you.
No, I'll stand behind. You get over here. You're the. You, oh, you need okay. the questions. Andy, you sit down. You're older. <laughs> I'll just stand here in the middle. I guess it's cool. There's another chair. Dilly. There you go. So, <laughs> help? Um, I don't know. One of our one of our favorite things to do on the show is to have shop hacks, and so I thought, what if we had a few spontaneous shop hacks? Spontaneous shop hack of the day. Coming here, never thought about it. Like having a kid of my own, baby wipes. Like that is literally shop hack number one now for water-based ink because it's just, today I'd never, even before coming here, I'd never used them ever. I always had a spray bottle, I had rags, and all of a sudden it's like pre-pap baby wipes. Just boom, done, moving on to the next screen. Probably gotta be the number one, I, I think, shop hack. I think so, yeah, it changed our shop. Sure. Yesterday, uh, Dylan and I were in the, um, I guess the screen room because it was the coolest room. Coolest in is it's cool, it's, it's like it's rad, but also temperature-wise. <laughs> And um, Ryan comes back with like sort of panic on his face and he has all these screens and uh, squeegees and flood bars and starts washing in this tank and uh, bare hand. And I was like, well, that's, like, who does that? Like, I don't, I don't get it. And so I started to help him. I never knew you could do that. Like you can just use your bare hands to wash screens and squeegees and flood bars and then the ink comes right off. It's amazing. I mean, that's the nice thing about water bases. You really need water <laughs> to clean it. Uh, uh, I, I mean, we're a sati shop, so we use IR26 if we're going to give a plug to anything. But yeah, you really like water and uh, and, and your arms, and that's it. It's pretty easy. <laughs> in, in our shop, we, we just have screen racks with giant, like, 35-gallon plastic totes full of water. We're done with the job. We take all the squeezing flow bars. We throw them in the tank. And then we just roll it over to the washout bay and we spray it off with the pressure washer and we're done. I noticed that the water we were using was warm. Is that something? Is that a thing? And that's just Texas. <laughs> that's true though. In my hotel room, there was no cold water. It was water on his head. It's because Ryan took it, so. <laughs> yep. Uh, we mostly just want to take Q&A from all you guys for these guys in the last minute questions before uh, we all head out. So if you have a question, raise your hand and Amy's going to go give you a microphone. Sure. Nobody? I, I will say that like I was really excited that they brought Water Base Camp back. The three of us uh, were at the original one, which was at Tom's shop, uh, his, his old shop in California. Um, and what what my big takeaway from that, which I thought was like really cool, is like basically I think there's what four or five ink manufacturers there, right? Yeah, there was yeah because Virus was there, Green Galaxy, Matsui, and Magna. Right? No, Magna wasn't there, and Aviant wasn't there, so it was only Virus and Matsui. No, there was, was like Aviant there. Aviant was, was there. It was yeah. Magna so that didn't show three up. Three or four companies, right? And everybody got a press. Um, the cool thing about it is that none of the ink manufacturers knew how to run the press that they were actually working on. So you, you had a full day of watching the ink manufacturers try and figure out not only how to screen print, because none of them are screen printers, but then also how to work on equipment that they've never used before. Um, so it was really cool to see like 
this like Matsui, Jesse, sorry, threw you under the bus, but Val and I were helping. And I think you guys were running like a four color job and then like shirts would come around and like half the design wasn't there because it ran out of ink because no one's looking at the ink. They're trying to figure out how do we flash this or like, how do we actually get the press to index? And so that was like a big, like aha moment for Val and I, where it's like, oh, cool. Like it's not just us like trying to figure stuff out sometimes. Like even these people that this is like their livelihood selling this stuff like they get into situations where they have no idea what they're doing too. Um, and that was really cool to see. And I think that that was like something that early on when we were discussing this camp, I think Brett mentioned it earlier, we purposely tried to like build projects this weekend that were going to break and they, they didn't. Uh, so that was weird. Full disclosure of the print we did today on the oval. I designed it. I sent them to separation. I never printed it before I came here until today. Because I didn't just, I one of it is I didn't have time. But I thought it was a great opportunity to show like the thought of if you think about everything you're doing and you prep it, it's going to execute every single time the way it was. And I kind of had full trust, but I wasn't 100% sure that it was going to work. I mean, even for us in the project we ran, um, we ended up printing them on different garments here. And I was fairly certain it would discharge, but there was still a chance that that it wouldn't. And if it didn't, like, cool, you guys would have seen that we would have swapped it out or done something differently or just said, oh, well, this looks terrible. Sorry. <laughs> how, how true is it, though, that it seems like at our shop when we do a, a 10 color or we think about it a long time and plan that that job goes super, super smooth. And then we set up a one color at the end of the day and we botch it, you know. And so, I mean, I don't know. That happens a lot. Definitely for us. And I have a shop hack to share because I just noticed I did something. But in my shop, um, we have some what I consider pretty nice dryers. And people love to set their drinks when they get back from lunch from Chick-fil-A or wherever it is, these massive big gulps or something. And they like to set it right there on the dryer. And um, it's just it like I start to sweat when I see that because I know when it like it just accidentally, oh, I'm not going to spill, I'm not going to spill it. But when it accidentally spills, and goes into this control panel with one zillion wires. Um, they, but we never really have those doors open. <clears throat> and so whenever I see that, I come, I bust them, and I just noticed I put my water back here on this like really expensive equipment. And I'm sorry about that, guys. It spilled. I don't know. <laughs> no, but that's my shop hack: is that um, don't put, you know, because ultimately I'm not going to have them. It did spill, didn't it? <laughs> uh, here, here's the cool thing about water-based impresses, though. Like, it's different than Plastisol, where, like, it starts to dry out, and you literally just peel yeah. it off. Uh, so that's another cool bonus. So I asked Val if she could give us just a life hack. You know, it doesn't have to be screen printing, because screen printing is hard. Uh, life is harder. And so maybe we all could uh, get a life hack today. Val, don't embarrass me. <laughs> don't worry, I'll just embarrass myself. Um, it's, I don't know what a life hack would be. <laughs> um, allow yourself the room, the room and the, the room to fail. Just, yeah, just allow yourself that because you're only going to learn from it um, and grow from it. That's, that's my number one. What's <laughs> something? That's something that we talked about on the show a couple weeks ago, or I don't know, we talk about it all the time because we both fail hard. Um, but 
I feel like you have to fail. It was kind of like Colin was saying today is it took years and years of failing and failing and failing of things or trying things over and over again to realize like doing it the correct way. Like you can't just come in with his tips and tricks and just you're doing it the right way. Every shop is different. Every shop has different variables. So you just have to fail over and over again in order to be in a good spot. Well, it's, and it's like realistically too, it's like if you fail, you just learned one. It's not really a failure. You just learned that's not the way to do it every single time. You just find, oh, that didn't work. So we're going to move on to the next spot. It's not really a failure because it just, you're learning that one thing doesn't work, but another thing does the entire way through it. And you were talking about like life hacks and, and shop hacks and things like that. And I will tell you right now, and Ryan's going to hate me for this because I'm plugging the cheapest product ever, but when you need to mix ink, you go to Ikea and you buy the 99 cent spatula because those things last forever. Like it's not even silicone. It's literally just the plastic. I should have brought one with me, but it's a plastic spatula and it like folds off the edge and it's about this big. It's about this big. And they're the best things ever for mixing ink. If it's plastic, if it's water-based, we go to, my wife and I, we'll go to Ikea in like Salt Lake City when we're driving through and we'll buy like the entire basket out of the store. Do you have to assemble the spatula? Um, <laughs> yes, you have to remove the sticker and that's the full assembly. Uh, I have, I have one shot pack that I don't know if we touched on it really in any of the, the talks or presentations, but like, uh, especially when it comes to water-based, like rely on your manufacturers and your vendors. Like I can't tell you how many times I call and yell at Jesse about things not working and he has to calm me down. Even with like Dave and Sati, Dave, Dave is not our Sati rep, but, um, one of the reasons we were able to be successful with Waterbase is Keith Perkins from Sati literally came into our shop for two days and helped us dial and understand our exposure. Um, that's, that's their, that's their job. It's how they actually can sell products. So like you're interested in something, try and call the manufacturer, try and get them to come to your shop, educate in your place. Like stuff like this is awesome and I wouldn't trade it for anything else, but there is something really special about learning how to work with your equipment at your facility. And that's really, really important. I mean, even like myself, like I still, I still call Jesse probably once a week and we'll talk on the phone for he answers half an hour, 45. <laughs> he does actually surprisingly, but I'll talk to them for like 30 minutes or 45 minutes. And it's, and it's just kind of like a continuous, just a fun idea conversation that's just bouncing things back and forth. And it's just a huge resource. Like you just, you kind of like can't think of something and then you bounce it off of him and then you bounce it off somebody else that's your supplier and they just all of a sudden make you think about something you weren't thinking about. And it's just a huge thing to rely on because that's really what they're there for. I mean, yeah, as you said with Dave, like we'd have problems and I called Dave at Saudi and he goes, yep, just do this, this, and this. I'm like, oh, I didn't even think about that. Yeah, and I think that's... Well, everybody wants to visit Montana. Yes, I remember that one. <laughs> it's the alarm clock, yeah. I think it's the biggest thing, though, too. Like, me and Andy and Eric and a bunch of other people are always in the, all these text groups, and it's something that you don't think about. You think that, the like certain people don't have all the answers, but really, really we're constantly asking each other questions, like constantly. Like our, I had to shut off notifications on my phone on most things because these guys just won't shut up. Um, 
but no, it's awesome. It's really good that we all bounce ideas off of each other. And Eric's definitely right about taking advantage of reps. All right, who's first? Zach? So my question is, you know, you guys are killing it, innovating the game. What's next? You know, you guys both talked about research and development. What are you guys working on? You know, it's, I think, one of the, and that's a big question because it's something that I, when being overseas, I learned that when I look at the U.S. market, no shops anymore really do research and development anymore. They just don't because they just want to look at the next job that's going to make them the money, the next dollar, the next revenue. And R&D work and research and development is the only way to diversify yourself from the guy down the street. Like when I started my shop in Bozeman, 40,000 people. We had 12 screen printing shops in town. And I immediately was just, nope, we're going out of state. We're staying here, but we're going to get everybody out of state and we're going to bring them in. But we spent, I spent the hours and the time of trying to be better than the next guy to make it worth it for those guys to come to Montana to get their shirts printed versus going to LA or Dallas or anywhere else because that's what I needed to do to grow and diversify. Uh, for us, it's digital, digital and screen printing. Um, that is really tricky. It's really sold as a plug and play solution. It is absolutely not. Um, anyone that sits there and tries to sell you equipment or technology like that, they're absolutely lying to you and they don't understand what it is they're actually selling. So that's been really fun and cool. Um, I, I concur with that one. Yeah. I mean, you, Colin told the story earlier about, you know, talking with M&R about how this, you know, actually has to be printed in five screens instead of two. The thing is, most people that are not water-based printers and they're looking at that technology and they're saying, this is amazing. I can do it in two screens. Like they're looking for that plug and play solution and the output is terrible. Um, we're testing a whole bunch. We're RDing stuff constantly on our equipment. And like Colin's absolutely right. I mean, like we've, we're, I think two or three months in now of doing like three under bases right now, just seeing how that goes and like, it's, it's insane. Uh, and much along the same lines of, of water-based discussion, there isn't a lot of people out there that actually understands screen and digital technology together. Um, and the people that do are typically overseas as well. So it's, it's a lot of looking at what other people are doing, trying to find the right people to mentor you and at least answer your questions. Um, but yeah, I think digital is is going to be, it's a stepping stone to something else, but it's going to be around for a little bit. And so we're really trying to figure out how we can innovate that in our industry of, of apparel. Tilly, I know you got to get going. So do you want to want to come up, ask the next question or give us uh, a takeaway anyway? So what I've learned, so I go into a lot of shops. I see Get off I see a lot of plastisol. I see plastisol. I see water base. I see everything. I see all the tips, the tricks. I take it with me to my next install and I give that information to those people. And I have to say, every shop that I've seen that has the best prints is all water base. 
like hands down. There's a shop in Florida called, um, what are they called? Uh, Sunday Cool. Some of you guys may know who they are. They have 10,000 churches that they print for. Their presses are going nonstop and they're doing just water-based. And it is the most beautiful prints I've ever seen. So I'm really glad that these guys decided to do a water-based camp so that you guys can see that it's not really as scary as you think it is. And really try it when you go back home, you know? So that's my takeaway. I got to get out of here. <laughs> All right. Good seeing you, man. Appreciate you guys. See you guys later. <laughs> see ya. Ryan, you had a question? This is for Eric. How do you pronounce Saudi? Saudi? No, no, no. Did Sati. I say it weird? Saudi. Saudi? Yeah, every time you say it, you say Saudi. Industry. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Do I say it weird? Okay, cool. Uh, well, they're awesome, so thank you. Thank you, who? Saudi. You just said it completely. That's how you say it. Saudi. Saudi. This is a t-shirt printing class. Okay, my second question. Whose idea was it the, the homework? And whose idea was that? And then what was your feedback from the homework that you saw? I think that it originally started with Val and I um, wanting to do that just based off of the original water-based camp as well as like um, Mark Coudray and Virus had designed a class called the Virus Mastery Class, which you can still buy uh, and is really, really helpful for learning technical information. Um, and that was like a big thing when we went to that class. That's really like what propelled us to be printing water base. And I believe, I don't think that they, the virus stuff wasn't, it wasn't like what we did here where it was sort of like, here's a design, here's the specs, like go, kind of, it was kind of like that, but not really, right? Like, you know, that, that whole class was, um, the first iteration of that class was all Mark Coudre and Beppe. Mark Coudre was like, we're going to do this. And Beppe was like, okay, I'll help you. We'll make it happen. And the first class, I honestly, like, I'll honestly say, like, I thought the first class was a total failure because it went too far in the technical side of it all because it was, nobody really got to print. Nobody really got to be around the thing and ask the questions and figure it out. Where the second time we did the class, it was a lot more hands-on, a lot more homework to it because Mark Coudre is a brilliant person like developing CMYK in the 70s and everything like that, but he goes too far. Dot size and net struck. I mean, just all these things that just make it seem like a nightmare. And that's the one thing I loved about the first water-based class was it got better being more hands-on and less technical. And this one was even better to that because it's now it's like, let's just, I hate to use the word dumb it down, but that's what we did for this class. And I think that's going to make it so much more successful for everybody else. And really like the homework portion of it, in my opinion, is for you to do it beforehand, kind of see what your results were when you came here and then see how we were printing it. And now take that knowledge and go home and apply it to that same print again. I mean, I think we shared the story this morning where we we printed, I think we did four different sets of a 12 color virus print and we still couldn't get it right, but we just kept trying and trying and trying to really understand how that ink technology worked. So when we started talking about this, I was really adamant that like, I didn't want this to be a bunch of talking heads like this. Uh, I, I really wanted people to actually really, really be printing. Want this. Yeah. 
I really wanted people to be printing because that's how you're going to learn. And, and that's why we tried to design stuff to fail because like, I know, like I know Ed and Tim from our shopper here. And quite honestly, I wanted to like, I wanted to see them squirm a little bit in front of everyone when stuff wasn't working. Um, especially because I'm not in production as much. So I can sit back and be like, yeah, that sucks. You guys should figure it out. But the homework assignment for those who will listen later was you supplied artwork that was the same artwork that you guys printed here today so that we can compare and contrast what they did, what you can help with and so on. I think that's sort of how we train people at Shirkong also. I mean, you can only take in so much. And so it, it seems like it's like on week one anyway, when you started our shop, I just want you to be able to find our shop, like show up on time, find our shop. Here's where the restrooms are. Um, and then, you know, a lot of people, an automatic is intimidating. You know, they're like this machine spinning around that could kill you. Um, and so <laughs> they spend a little time there and at, at the press, you know, and get used to it and get comfortable around it. And then all of a sudden it's like, hey, why don't you put a one color screen in, you know, and next thing you know, they're press ops. I love training. I love when somebody starts at our shop. They've never even seen a screen printed shop. It's probably good they saw a screen printed shirt. That'd be good. But um, they've never seen like a shop. And most people when they like when I'm out and they're like, hey, Andy, what do you do? I say I print T-shirts. They have no concept of what that means. And so so when they're at, um, I think that's great. I think that, yeah, you can be overwhelmed with information. People learn at different paces and in different ways. Like, I'm, I like seeing things, you know, reading it is, is tougher. I, I find myself, maybe now that I'm older, I do sometimes stop and read the directions. But um, I think that's a great point is that um, maybe it's best to uh, not overload everybody, you know? <clears throat> Well, like these guys were saying is that the first one was too technical and not a lot of people took things from it, but also like you don't really print much water base. You print just plus. So how do you feel like this whole thing was for you to be like inspired to try it or are you like, fuck that? I guess real quick to, to chime in on that too. I'd love to hear from, from you all and figure out like in the crowd, like what your takeaways on it were and like, obviously you know, the, the class will get feedback at one, one point or another, but it would be really cool to, uh, to hear, uh, you know, what takeaways were from the audience. So I'll let Andy answer now that I'm a part of shirt show. So go ahead, Andy. <laughs> My takeaway. Yeah. Oh, from what Dylan was asking. um, do you feel like it was intimidating or do you feel like you want to try it? I think that we have, I think it would be smart for us to, to try it because we have a few accounts that that still go with us because, you know, we we do X, Y, and Z really well. But um, in the end, they maybe want a different feel um, for their shirts. And, you know, they'll stay with us for, for a certain amount of time, but eventually they're going to probably get an order somewhere else and see, you know, what they think, like as far as water base goes. And then all of a sudden that'll shift away. I've had that happen before. And um, usually I, I, you know, like we find somebody else to, to print for, but um, personally, I really like the feel. I like the, uh, the challenge. I mean, you know, you're, you're supposed to, uh, most of your growth occurs outside your comfort zone. And so I probably should, should do it. And so the answer to that is yes. Um, and Eric has promised to fly up to my shop. Uh, for one year. I just want to hang out with Kyle, right? Is, isn't the move to just what, go and hang out with Kyle? What you mean is Val's coming up. Yeah. Because Val's the... Val's the one who knows what she's doing. 
Uh, well, Ryan's got the mic. So if anybody wants to share like a hot take or something that they, uh, you know, that they found exciting or learned this weekend, that'd be cool. It's not what I'm going to ask. Well, give the mic back. Uh, well, I have a question. Uh, my question is, because I know these two guys have M&R shops and I heard Colin used to use M&R. Now he uses rock. And I know you all had a sportsman that was sold recently. So I have an M&R. But I feel like rock is like ubiquitous with like the water-based printing, at least that I see on social media. And what are the pros and cons? Like for me, like the, the fixed pressure on the flood bar, and like the floating flood bar and squeegee on the rock is, I don't know, it like kind of blows my mind. I don't understand it. Okay. So it, this is kind of a weird thing because not a lot of people know this. My first auto I had in 2014 was a rock. I was the first shop to go from rock to M and R. The only, <laughs> only shop. And oh, cut the feed. Realistically, realistically, the time it was, I was 100% virus inks at the time, and the way their system worked was you had to maintain a certain palette temperature, and it was easier to do that on a solid aluminum palette of an M and R versus the beer cans that we print on with rocks because that's what they pretty much are. And so at the time, like I knew like that was what I had to do. And, but at the end of it all, like when I look at it now, it's like, it doesn't matter if it's M and R or an MHM or a workhorse or a rock, it prints shirts, it prints Plastisol, it prints water-based. You find the system that works for you and you make the Benjamins at the same time. Like then the end of the day, that's, that's all that matters. And some people find that rock is easier. Some people find that MNR is better. Some people are adamant about MHMs and the weird way that they operate. But at the end of it all, it's like you just find the system that works for you. Of a and service. Yeah. The service, service is a big thing. And for me in Montana, I had a hard problem with MNR because they would never visit me unless I paid them a whole bunch of money to come out and do it. But at the end of it all, it's like if, if I knew the knowledge I had now, I may have never signed the deal to switch to MNR. I would have figured out a way to make it work. So it's in the end of it all, it's like what you have in your shop, as long as you're making money and you're happy with the results you're getting, the press you use really doesn't matter. And just to sort of chime in on that, like, I mean, we ran MNR, but we switched to rock because we knew that rock was predominantly being sold in the rest of the world. And the rest of the world is pretty much doing water base. But the truth of the matter is, like Colin said, whatever you have, if you learn to make it work, it's fine. Or, or that, that's what you need to do. Because ultimately, there's some kid in Indonesia printing in a garage on a like one station manual press, printing better than any of us in this room. Yeah. And we'll never that's, understand or figure that's out super how. super accurate. Yeah. yeah. And there's so, a lot of people with manuals too that are just like, oh, I'll never get that. And there's people I know that manually print better than most people I know. Yep. Uh, I feel like one of my takeaways is from like a small like business, we don't do a lot of like testing. Like we just kind of try to get as many shirts out as possible. But I feel like from this, it's really important for us to take time to like try new things and develop like our own ways of doing things instead of just like trying to get as many shirts out as possible so yeah that's awesome i mean it's 
from any business perspective, it's hard, right? It's hard to dedicate that time. Even for us, it's, you know, when you're working 70 hour weeks, like and your staff is exhausted, the last thing they want to do at seven o'clock at night, an hour after they're supposed to be there is set up seven screens that we need to test for the job tomorrow. But sometimes that's what you have to do. So that's a good takeaway. Yeah. And it's, you know, um, one of the things I didn't touch on when I was in Bangladesh was I had to do a bunch of calculations for them about the development time that they did and the sampling that they worked on. And in for the spring summer of 21 season that they printed, by the time I'd calculated everything, they spent 8,000 man hours in just development and sampling before going even into production on everything they did. And when you calculate out across two seasons or three seasons a year, they were doing 12 to 18,000 hours a year of just development and sampling and testing. And it shows the dedication that they have these clients that come back again and again and again because they put in those hours and work. And I think that's very important in the US to do the same. I do have something. I get a take. <clears throat> My take, and I believe Sarah, who came with me, is we came here without any kind of real agenda. Uh, I saw the advertisement for it, and I wanted to come down here immediately, and it was just about everything I hoped that it would be. It was loose. It was informative. It was funny. Um, I met a lot of people that I've talked to for years through Instagram that I've never actually seen their faces. <laughs> um, I've met people like your presenters that we've talked to for hours on end at trade shows and things like that. But it was ultimately what I consider a better experience than one of the trade shows because it was more hands on and not exactly a sales pitch. And I, I appreciate that kind of format that you had. I think that's I mean, that was a big goal for all of us that were involved in planning this just because like we've all, we're all printers. I mean, we know, we know what it's like to just have a sales pitch, right? And uh, no one's going to learn anything from a sales pitch because at a trade show, everything works perfectly. Nothing ever goes wrong. Uh, everything looks amazing. And uh, it only goes wrong when it's in your shop and you're doing it. So we worked really hard to make that, you know, act like that. And, and, you know, I'm glad that that is how you perceive this to be because like, it was a lot of work to do that. And we tried to do that purposefully. I think that's one thing for me though personally is like like these guys were saying is like you can talk to MNR or rock or whoever and ultimately they're biased because they're trying to sell you something but realistically most of the, almost all the stuff i've learned about printing or any techniques or anything are from other printers by far i would say something to um just the idea of the r d part that that somebody mentioned and that is like as shop owners, you know, we have, we maybe have this great idea of, okay, well, you know, on Tuesday at two o'clock, I'm going to R and D for, for the rest of the day. But then on Tuesday at two o'clock, there's two people in your office cause they're arguing and they are going to kill each other. And so, um, you're trying to mediate that. And so you don't get to R and D. So I think really, I think we talked about this a few other times and that is the only real way. And I don't know if there's any shops here doing that maybe they could share how, like is to have a dedicated person or team that actually does that. Or, and maybe even like uh, Eric, you know, you say you run four tens. I don't know what you do on Fridays if you're just like playing bingo or whatever, but it's a little bit of that. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, to touch on that, I mean, like, you know, we have two of our, our lead guys here and, and we trust them when we have a project we need to test. 
I mean, we lay out the instructions for them and they know what we're trying to do. It's a project that we sort of discuss ahead of time. They know what the goal is. They know what it is that it's supposed to achieve. Sometimes it does, sometimes it doesn't. Um, and then real quick, the other thing I was going to say about Sean's point is that like, you know, we can get really serious and technical about all this stuff, but like we print t-shirts. It's like pretty cool. Uh, and I know shirt show, like you guys bring that up all the time. It's like, it's a really fun industry. Um, and sometimes that can get lost in the, you know, in, in the minutia of it. And so events like this, I think really bring that out. And as Ryan and Brett said earlier, it just brings out this like super cool community. It makes us proud and excited to be a part of it. So yeah, thank you all for, for helping with that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I think we, we've been printing water base for like three years now and we I feel like the whole time we're worried that we're doing doing something wrong. And I think coming here, it sort of validates that like everyone has the different process and it works for them. So I think like the validation of like it's cooking and you can just like throw in whatever works and if it if it tastes good and like keep doing it. I feel no, definitely not. Don't eat it, trust me. <laughs> um so it's like validating and like kinda calms us down a little bit. It's like we're on the right path. So like seeing it and like seeing like people we follow actively doing different shit. It's like, okay, we're also doing our own shit. So it's cool. Honestly, like for us, the virus class and the first water base camp, especially the first water base camp, Val and I walked away from it being like, oh, like we kind of do know what we're doing. And then we were able to come back to our team and be like, hey, like for the most part, we we blew a lot of the stuff out of the water. Like, you know, we were killing it. Um, that was like a really cool feeling and it made us want to dive even deeper into it and continue that. I I'm sure Colin's got stories like that too. Well, it was the same thing like me and Andy with the shirt show stuff is like we just bullshit with each other on Sundays and realistically, a lot of times we're talking about what went horribly wrong. And then most of the feedback we get from people who listen to the show is that like, oh yeah, I like realized that I'm okay and I fucked that up too. And like, we're all doing the same stuff. It's the same with like Instagram or Facebook or whatever. Like we post the great stuff, but behind that great stuff is like a ton of stuff we did horribly wrong. I mean, more so at Shirt Kong than Upstate, but I mean, it's like, yeah, it happens. You know, tell everybody how we fix everything. Though. Yeah, well, Andy fixes it and sends cookies and whatever, but. I mean, I don't have that budget that he has. Anybody else? I got a takeaway and a question. Uh, takeaway, we don't do any water base at this point, and uh, it's a little overwhelming, obviously a lot, but I think we took away that it's doable, and, and we're not as scared to to kind of test it out and, and and jump into that boat a little bit. Um, so thank y'all for that. Y'all, y'all made it, you know, so for us. Um, but my question is both of your shops did just really just kind of dive into it. So at what point during that process did you guys kind of step back a little bit and be like, damn, we're glad we did this, you know? Just now. <laughs> um, you know, it's, it was kind of like when I, when I made that jump, when I first got my first auto and I just made that decision to switch, it was kind of more of like, this is what I want to do. I, I, I don't want to melt probably recycled PVC pipes to a t-shirt anymore. Like it just didn't, it didn't sound appealing to me. And I'm like, I'm really happy that I just went for it at the time. And I don't know how many times, like one of the very first jobs I had in my auto was like 3000 pieces. And we just were like, oh, we're just gonna do this in water base. And it probably took us like, 
two weeks to do it because we just kept screens would fail and then the screen would break and then all of a sudden the dry in would happen like it was a total nightmare and disaster but i don't regret any minute of it all i mean even now like i was just they were talking about things and i was like you know we have a job right now in our shop and i'll be honest like it's probably like six weeks late and it's a print that we even at like my point in my career here we failed to execute this print like we have tried it probably seven times now and we have still failed to execute it to the level that I felt comfortable to send it to the client. And it was just, and we still, I'm still struggling with it today. And like, we finally were just like, oh, we're just not gonna charge him for the rest of this because we're late. But it was like, I, we just struggled again and again and again and went through five or six different separations on it, trying to make it work at the colors right. And we just finally were just like, you know what, we've got to find a way to do it and just have that explanation with the client. And it's, it just felt good to keep failing the whole time, honestly. Josh has a question, but he couldn't text it or. He just, he just walked over here, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was, uh, you guys did a great job. I mean, I learned stuff here. And uh, we're a full water-based shop in South Carolina, but if I had any encouragement for anybody that's doing it or hasn't done it, if you stick with it, you'll figure it out or you'll be good at it. And that's that's good enough. I mean, you're always trying to improve, but it'll help you differentiate in your market as well, which is always an advantage in a business, which is good. But uh, I, I love all you guys on stage. <laughs> like so. We love you too, Josh. I appreciate that. Um, Thanks, Ryan. <laughs> Our, our shop, we used one of our competitive advantages. There's a ton of shops in St. Louis. And so we wanted to set ourselves apart. We used to run a team of five designers. And lately, I shouldn't say lately, I, uh, this year it unraveled a little bit. And um, a sponsor of our show and also a sponsor of this event uh, stepped in and saved our butts. Uh, if you would like to ever reach them, uh, their number is 1-900-HOT-STUFF. <laughs> Uh, and I think don't you guys normally do the sponsors in the beginning? I'm confused. <laughs> uh, I think one nine hundred hot dog is the other one, but um, that's that's graphic source. And I had a question for them because you know we they separate for us uh, for plastic printing, and I guess is that different? And how do you do it for water base? How does that work? Should we get a round of applause for Nick real oh quick? Like, uh, no, come man. on, boo, boo, boo. Uh, yeah, to answer your question specifically, you have to kind of uh, eliminate the dot gain. So there's, you know, you separate it as if there's no dot gain. So, yeah, great question, by the way. And the answer is yes. So I actually had a, a couple takes. Um, when Brian was out there talking, he talked about like a flattening screen after doing discharge white to kind of like force it in as opposed to like cranking the pressure and checking on the backside of the garment to see if it's like penetrated all the way through. I was like, oh. A smoothing screen after that I'm, makes a lot of sense. Um, but actually, I had a couple questions for you guys as well, too. Uh, we'll start. Colin, what's the wackiest ink system that you worked with when you were in Bangladesh? Okay. Um, we, <laughs> so one of the, when I first went, everything they did was all table printing. So you'll, you walk in and it's probably a thousand feet of just tables in a row that these guys just walk down printing and printing and printing. And 
for the longest time, they were using this ink called performance science. It sounds super technical. And it came out of this place in Bangkok and they would buy it and they would send things there to get developed. But it was like, it would be water-based, but it was like worse than Plastisol. It was just this super thick, globby ink. And like people here complain about dry in. This ink, you don't, if you, you, they would, they would run, they'd print 32 pieces and they'd have to stop and wipe out and clean the screen and then print the next 32 pieces. So they were doing, they were wiping screens like every five or six minutes again and again and again and again. And I think the second, like the other wacky thing was when I was there, we just started developing silicone and that was just a total whack job of a nightmare because it's like water-based and plastic all you like control your flashes you got to make it work but silicone's like crank it to 10 crank it to 12 and hope that you get it to flash before you go to the next color because it just creates a total nightmare that's cool uh my second part to that question is how come you guys rule so much <laughs> no i don't have an answer there's, there's that's not a real answer <laughs> That's all I got. I have an announcement. Are you retiring? Yes. Uh, so thank you guys so much. I'll be on my way out. Um, we uh, we have decided to go ahead and announce another an event. Another event uh, that will be taking place in 2023. It's going to be called Silicone Camp. <laughs> I'm not invited. I'm just inviting myself right now. <laughs> it's going to be just Colin. Uh, no. The name of that event sounds really weird. It sounds horrible. You guys talk about different things that they do overseas that you kind of wish we had here. Is there anything else that they do that we're not doing yet? That um, We didn't do a lot of it in the factory in Bangladesh that I worked for, but it's, um, I know a lot of you guys see it and people ask me questions about it, but you see videos overseas of them doing like the fabric embossing where you'll see them like, you look at it and it's like, here's the Nike logo and it's like raised out of the fabric and the fleece or however it is. And it's, that's a really kind of crazy, unique product that it's actually, it's a silicone. It's not a water-based and they print that on the inside of the garment. And they take it over to a double-sided heat press with CNC dyes, and then they heat press it, and it's completely finished and done. And it's kind of a crazy thing to watch because I'm like, that's so labor-intensive, but it's absolutely gorgeous. I mean, I think last the last show that Fespa had, they had the their they had their award system, and one of the winning awards was actually they did that silicone embossing on the shirt, and then they printed like sim process water-based on top of that. So it was this raised effect in the fabric, but here's this perfectly registered print on top of it. It was just- so You would do the silicone on the inside, the sim process on the outside and then press it? Yep, and then you had to get that to line up perfectly with the dye so that it wouldn't like move the, the print off the edge. Oh, it was, over there it's table printing. We would do jobs that they'd only print a hundred pieces in 10 hours. But also you have to remember too that a lot of times they're printing panels, right? right? And panels are way harder to load because they have to be exactly precise. And so like Colin mentioned earlier, some shops have projection or like projection machines like 
putting the placement of the panel. And you have to remember too, that panels are going to change if you're putting on a small shirt or a double XL. So like, even like when it comes to like digital printing, right? Like a lot, like Ryan, forgive me, but I'm throwing rock under the bus a little bit here because the machine was developed to more or less print on panels. So like a speed of like 200 pieces per hour, that's like right in the sweet spot. But like over here, we're fast, 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 go, 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 go. Like very American mentality, very Rich Hoffman mentality. Uh, and so like, it's just a, it's a very different way of looking at it because they're doing 200 pieces per hour on a you know piece of fabric that big because maybe it's the the left sleeve. So a lot of stuff that's done in that large scale production like that is just such a different way of thinking of what the normal normal's wrong, but what um, the average print shop here is like. I, really, I mean, maybe you know of others, but I would say Liquid is probably like the closest that would that would operate. Even that, that's they're going at an insane speed most of the time, yeah. so that's probably not correct, but. Um, yeah, so it's just a different way of production and manufacturing. So it's not that, you know, I wish that we could do that here. It's just, we, I think that there is, there is, um, a thought process that like overseas manufacturing isn't as like good as here, which I think needs to change because ultimately I think that oftentimes they're doing things that are way harder and way more complicated and nuanced, which is sort of lost in translation, if you will. Well, there is a group here called PGM, and that stands for Print Girl Mafia. And they, they're here because they, they support women in this industry. And I thought it would be interesting to hear some of their takeaways. So could you come on up? What's up? <laughs> Didn't expect this, but hi. <laughs> I know. <laughs> uh, my name's Joanne Rudman. I'm with Shirt Kong. Um, we're in St. Louis, Missouri. Um, Hi, I'm Nikki Bowen. I'm with Machine Gun Graphics in Winston-Salem, North Carolina. I'm Christina Haynes. I'm with Varsity in Fort Pierce, Florida. I started the Mafia. She did. It was a text group. It was a text group and uh, a bunch of badass bitches. So turns out there's a lot more in the industry than we knew about and want to make sure that we all are secretly taking all of your jobs. <laughs> <laughs> So this text group, um, I know it's mainly about screen printing, wink. But uh, so how does it help you guys? And also, how can somebody join your group? Uh, we're on Instagram and also Facebook, just Print Girl Mafia. Um, so you can find us there and join up. The Facebook group is for girls only, so. Uh, like all of you can't join it. Um, but Instagram is open. We are, you can't join the text group. Sorry. It's already so many notifications. Mine's muted. Yeah, it's definitely <laughs> muted or else. And what's real funny is that we all have different schedules, like different shops do 
obviously we're across the country too. We've got Pacific Northwest and I'm in Florida. Like everyone's everywhere, different time zones. So nothing would be going off at 2 a.m. and 2 p.m. Like it depends on whoever's on press and Allison will hop off. Allison's at Parkway and she'll catch up on like 40 texts that she missed. So it's like a always a million uh, notifications. So we literally cannot handle any more in that. But that's why we created the Facebook group because enough people asked. Um, as well as Instagram. And we are currently in the process of developing. We figured that uh, we didn't want to take all of the podcast popularity away from some other people. So we're going to do a happy hour, a monthly happy hour instead. We're going to have it be themed. Um, Val doesn't know, but she potentially might be our first uh, non, we call ourselves the OGs, the original girls. We're going to ask Val potentially help uh, host the first one because she is a badass. Yeah, she is. definitely. We would love to have you. Please say yes. Yeah, the, <laughs> the best thing is that I'm doing this in front of everyone. So, Val, would you be open to. Get down on your knee. Get down on your knee. Val? Val, <laughs> Val would you please. Will you be um, our first? <laughs> <laughs> I think that's a yes. <laughs> Eric's not allowed. Move it. There you go. There you go. Okay. So my, our goal is to help create community at the shows that we've been to. Usually people come up to our booth, men, and they're like, I'm going to take some of these stickers for the women at my shop or... The girls in my shop would love to have some shirts. Or and their daughters like, work in the shop. Yeah, or the girl, the daughters want to start. Mm -hmm. They're interested. Um, and turns out that they're just not coming to the shows. Uh, so it was a way to help build community and create connections within the industry um, that isn't a podcast where we talk at you or with a single person. So, Well, we know you guys like to get together and talk about supporting women and stuff but i think the biggest thing that i've seen was that for the industry for the longest time was like if a woman like like eric and val or whatever if val would have gone up to a vendor and started talking about how she wanted to buy this or whatever nine times out of ten that vendor would talk to eric so we're actually currently talking to a vendor right now who has mistreated like someone in the group has spoken up about mistreatment and we're currently speaking with the vp of a um, vendor right now about that mistreatment. I'm not going to tell you who they are because that's the rule. Like we are addressing it first with them internally. And then if we need to, we will. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but someone's got to look out for each other. Um, one of our first initiatives is also safety, which isn't always on the radar for men. Um, it's a much different world for women. I was grabbed in a parking lot in college and that sucked. <laughs> And a lot of us are working late and leaving shops or walking to our car in dark parking lots. And, um, or if an unruly customer comes in, my shop that I'm at uh, is 10 women. That's, there's no men at our shop. So if we had someone come and they were acting up, I mean, it's Florida, so we'll be okay. But um, we're working to do some protection. We're gonna do like drink covers. We are working potentially to get some pepper spray for keychains. We have some lightning bolt shaped keychains that are pretty sturdy. 
to carry between our fingers when we walk to cars, things like that, that I think aren't always on the radar for men walking to their cars late at night when they leave the shop at 2 a.m. Something that I think is really neat is, uh, you all know on Facebook groups when, I don't know, you put a question out there like, how do you expose the screen? And then everybody tells you how, what a moron you are. Um, they have a Facebook group that um, is a great Facebook group, actually, with real, like, real answers uh, for women to go to. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if you want to talk a little bit, bit about that. Yeah, JoJo kills it on that Facebook group. She's very thoughtful. She, Thank you. She's also the business side of Shirkong. So a lot of the questions that come in are business-related and just so thoughtful. Um, none of the bullshit answers of you idiot. So it's like a safe space without yeah. people commenting. Yeah, I mean, you can ask anything and somebody, I mean, there's over 200 people in it now, so somebody's going to have an answer for you and then we're all we all do different things in our shops so there you know it's diverse in that way um so yeah if you want to share a highlight from your day or a struggle or something that's really good or you're at an event anything you can come and post it in the group you know we'll celebrate you or if it's a struggle too we'll come back and try to help i'm always looking for questions that per pertain to me um just because i am more on the business side than the production side but i'll gladly answer anything anybody posts that i can help with what do you guys have as takeaways from the water base camp? It's a lot harder than I realized because I didn't really know. We were, I mean, we're a plastol shop, so just getting to see what it takes. I mean, it was really interesting to learn like what it would take to, like Andy said, for us to flip over to water base because that was interesting just to know like what it would take. So I was glad to get those answers. Um, but then just seeing like the process and I, I mean, people who are really dialed in like like Val, I mean, you guys are a whole another animal. Like you guys are a beast for just, if you do it well, I'm mad respect because I didn't realize it was so hard. Nikki, come on, you're a water-based shop. <laughs> we're not full water-based. We're, we're like half plastisol, half um, water-based, but it does inspire me to go home and try to push to get closer and closer to 100%. Uh, my background is education, so there was a lot that maybe some other people that you guys didn't notice, but there was a lot of education strategies, um, like how the presses were set up for showing people who are most likely in smaller shops. Like Colin specifically set up that job yesterday and he told us, I set it up this way because I know you're, pr I wouldn't necessarily do it at my shop with, uh, it's a hundred pallets. You're over, <laughs> so close. Hundred, give, hundred, give or take. So like he set it up specifically for like having everyone in mind. It was so thoughtful. Like this is how, how I would do it in a smaller shop. Same with their press. They set it up in a way that if they didn't have a dryer at the ready. That was my first question was, uh, how would you actually do this at your shop if you had like the dryer was there and ready? Val, like I said earlier, um, we all kind of come to these and take away something a little bit. You were a presenter, but did you take away anything from... Colin or anybody else? Um, well, I my takeaway is there's a lot of questions and a lot of people are looking for um, what is the right way to print water base. It's going to be different for every shop. And I can give you as much advice as I can, but I'm not going to know what's going to work for you. And what it comes down to is 
you have to try it in your shop and see what works for you and work with the with your vendors and see if they can help you dial that in. Does anybody have any more questions? Any questions for these guys? Any questions for Matsui or Sati? I have one. <laughs> Ryan, can we have, how about if, if Jesse, Dave, and Brian, are they all still here? Wait, I have a question before you. I have a question first. Okay. Me first. Um, I know that you guys talked, when we visited your shop, you had like humidifiers and humidifiers have been mentioned a bunch of times. I'm in Florida, so I definitely don't need them. But does the water, I also know that it's very important that the water in the ink is special <laughs> for, I mean, distilled, whatever they were saying. Do you filter the water for the humidifiers? I didn't ask you. Mind your business. This is what we eat, Eric. So Eric's answering because um, there are a lot of things in the shop that I won't know. I do actually know that we filter. <laughs> yes, it's filtered water. And ideally, when you're um, using anything on press, you want to use distilled or filtered water. Is that? Uh, we're quick question. Is there an initiation or a hazing process to join the mafia? You're a boy, so we can't tell you. <laughs> You're asking for a friend. Yeah, asking for a friend. I have a, I have a female uh, potentially interested to join in the business. I feel like the answer has to be no. Legally. Yeah. Legally? <laughs> no. Uh, there's no. There's a uh, questionnaire to answer to join the Facebook group. Where can they reach out? What's the Facebook and what's the... Print Girl Mafia, it's cleverly named. Print Girl Mafia, that's, you just search that on Facebook and Instagram is our, that's our handle as well. Thank you, ladies. <laughs> Woo! We lost a mic maybe. There's one there, I know. What's up, sir? How are you? Good? Hey. What's up, man? Uh, yeah, I can, yeah. No, we only ever had three. We don't have three. So I guess, do you guys have any uh, shop hacks for your fields that you didn't maybe say in this camp? Or is there anything that you can, in your experience, that maybe isn't technical, but is like a really ridiculous thing that will help people? <laughs> I do have one. Um, and it, sometimes you come across something by accident, you know, I mean, Saudi is, is everything screen making, whether it be equipment, emulsion, reclaim chemicals, things like that. Um, I don't remember, uh, Beppe, who was it that used to work with Beppe Cullen? Yeah. Uh, work in terms of screens? Uh, just with virus. When he, he was here in the U S I'm, I'm trying to remember his name. It's been quite some time. Gastoni, yes. Um, I, I had been in uh, Phoenix, Arizona at a distributor's place that was getting ready to do a open house and the place was a mess. I mean, they just weren't ready for the open house. And I'm looking at the floor and all these water-based inks on there and I'm like, all right, I'm gonna, I'm gonna grab one of my chemicals to clean it up and I grab a press wipe and I, and I clean it up and it takes it up and it left the floor so slick. And I'm like, oh shoot, <laughs> okay. 
So I, I'm thinking, all right, now I can take my IR26 and I can cut that with water. So let me try a little bit of that in there. And uh, it, it's just one of those things you come across through trial and error. So all of a sudden it cleans the floor amazingly from this dried water-based sink. I'm like, huh, let me try that on the press. And before you know it, Gastoni is like, will that get water-based out of a, a dried screen, dried water-based out of a screen? And, you know, I made it really weak. It was like 20% IR, 26, 80% water. So it was really weak, but it opened up the screen and it was amazing and it dried instantly. And it was like a fantastic water-based press wipe if it dries into your screen. So, I mean, I'm thinking, wow, I got to keep that in my mind. So then I, I go off to Hawaii for work, of course. And uh, traffic out there was ridiculous, but by the time I got to this shop, this, and it was very reputable size out there, um, I was about 20 minutes late. And they're like, oh, we were so ready for you here, but the screens are ruined. And I was like, what do you mean they're ruined? He's like, they've already dried in. I was like, well, can I try it? And so I made my mixture, 80% water, 20% product, and I went and I wiped out the screen and it opened right up. So as far as a neat little shop hack for water-based printers, if you're gonna try it and it does dry into your screen, IR26, 20% product, 80% water will work fantastic. And it was just one of those accidental things that I came across. But again, I'm a firm believer of teaching what you know. I mean, it's not top secret. We're out to help each other become successful. So uh, in every way that I can, I will try and share whatever might help. But that was one of those little hacks that I came across um, just so by accident. You should have just shut your mouth and bottled it and sold it. I could have made a fortune. 80% water. <laughs> Jesse, you got anything? Well, for me, um, you know, it's been a great experience. It's actually been one of the best seminars I've ever been involved in. Um, you know, I, I travel all over the world, you know, and I've been to, I don't even know how many shops. And <clears throat> seeing the diversity of shops in one place is incredible and listening to all the different experiences. Um, for me, when I came into this industry, you know, nobody wakes up and says, I want to be a screen printer. You know, and we get here by accident. And, um, you know, I was working in the warehouse of a shop. And the only reason I got into the position I'm in is because I knew Spanish, you know, and, and they asked me to translate. And through translating is how I learned my technical knowledge, uh, working for an emulsion and mesh company. And um, it got my interest. You know, it, it was really cool, you know, to be able to help people. And I think that's what inspired me to stay in the industry. Um, and why I'm here today, you know, it, it's I really enjoy helping people. And that's what I'm seeing here today from everybody that's here today. Everybody's willing to help each other grow and be better. And earlier we're talking about, you know, development. Development is key to your success. You got to find time to do that development. It's very, very important because I've seen it in the bigger shops and I've seen why they're successful. And it doesn't matter what size shop you are, you know, you have to take the time to develop, especially when it comes to color. You know, being an ink manufacturer, I see so many shops struggling with color, you know, and if you don't get that color right before it gets on the press, you're losing money, lots of money. The only time you're making money is when that squeegee's moving. And if that squeegee's not moving, you're losing money. So even if it's a one color press or, you know, uh, hinges on a table, you know, it doesn't matter what it is, but you got to swatch that color and match it and make sure it's the right color. Very, very important. Um, 
yeah, there, there's a lot of takes I can, you know, we can be here another three or four hours, you know, but um, I think the experts who are you guys, you know, who do it day in and day out. And yeah, I, I will not uh, tell you guys that I know how to screen print. You know, you guys do it day in, day out. Okay, I know how to use the products. I can help you use the products, but I'm not gonna sit there and say, you know, I know how to screen print better than you, never. Okay, because you guys do it day in, day out. And who else better than the printers themselves? And I think that's what was the best thing this weekend is having the printers out there, not the technical sales guys, because we only learned how to use our products better and teach you how to use our products better. Um, and we're guilty of not um, learning more about printing, you know, but we don't have those resources sometimes. And when I first started in the industry, I would get invited into the shop all the time to come in and do development. And that's fallen by the wayside, which, you know, is not motivating anymore. But I do see that it's coming back. And you have to have, you have to make, you have to hold these distributors and manufacturers accountable for their products. It's very important because that technical information is not out there like it used to be before. So you and encourage people to call you as someone. Absolutely. hundred percent. Right. You know, uh, you know, I joke about it. I call it job security. You know, um, if you don't call me, I might lose my job one day, you know, um, but we're there. It's free. You know, it, it's free. You don't have to pay for it. Um, one of my things is I ask some of the hard-hitting questions, and um, did, where are you from? Can I ask that? I am from Oklahoma since 1999. And Jesse? So. I was born in East L.A., just like the movie. So um, have either of you seen a Sasquatch? <laughs> Dylan, he's How a little too shy to ask that question. How about knowing somebody that had seen one? Yes. So, <laughs> yeah. um, wh well, I, I grew up out in Utah, and uh, probably when I was about 15 years old, there was a Sasquatch sighting, and uh, one of one of my really good friends had come outside and seen it stop from a distance. Okay, stop from a distance, but he did describe the the horrendous odor that was with it. And uh, it made the news, you know, but um, I, I knew this guy, so I've never seen it. I, you know, I spend my time in the wilderness. I haven't seen one yet, so. What about in LA? No, they talk a lot about the chupacabra, you know, but not yep. Sobsquatch. <laughs> Colin, you're out in Montana. How about you? <laughs> Any questions? So, so when I sold Matsui, um, I quickly learned there's like a million sub products that nobody knows about. You know, like photochromatic, burnout, all these like crazy products. What's like the coolest um, unknown Matsui product out there? Like specialty effect, just blow your mind type stuff. That's a good question. Um, I just think there's a lot of oxymorons going on with water-based, you know, inks. Um, the coolest one is probably printing on waterproof fabric. You know, I who would have expected that you'd print, be able to print water-based 
inks on waterproof fabric, you know, and, and, and really well. It works really well, better than Plastisol, you know, way better than Plastisol. And, you know, there, there's a lot of cool products. Plastisol has great products. Waterbase has its great products. Um, it's just like printers, you know, some printers can do some things better than others. So, you know, I, I, by no means, I, I want to say this waterbase camp is to convince, and I, and I repeat myself again, for you to switch your shop 100% waterbase. You got to do what's right for your business and what brings in the money, what brings in the Benjamins, like you guys were saying earlier. Um, but it, can't emphasize it enough. Use your vendors, use your manufacturers. They're there for a reason. Um, if you don't feel they're technical enough, you got to keep searching, keep searching. Um, I understand there's a lack of support out there right now, but we have to hold each other accountable, you know, and, and it's very important because that's the only way you're going to become more successful in your business. Anybody else? Everybody did their job very well then. Well, the, the last question we always ask, Andy, we don't ask. Uh... Yeah, what is for dinner? Um, I know Nick, he's trying to get us some reservations at Olive Garden. Says us. <laughs> Anya, um, what are you guys doing dinner-wise? I'm going wherever Ryan and Brett and, <laughs> I don't know, I've been getting free dinners every night, so I'm enjoying it. Uh -oh. I was going to say, after this, after this, it'll probably be McDonald's on the way home. So I, I got to make it home tonight you just and love be in that Tampa tomorrow. It's so. largest McDonald's. <laughs> I do. I'm telling you. Well, uh, Brett, Ryan, do you guys have anything else or are we all good? How do you want to end the show? Well, By well, asking you if you have anything else. <laughs> Well, really quick, I think most importantly, um, we have to thank everybody that put this together. Yeah. Everybody worked really, really hard. I'm very impressed. Round of applause. Yeah. You know, I was just telling uh, Brian, I said, you know what? I've never been involved in a seminar like this where I had so much help. And, and it was just amazing. I mean, from Tom to Ryan, just seeing all of them working, you know, so hard and putting this together all the marketing and signage that was put together. I mean, there was a lot put into this. And um, I, I really feel like it's important for us to, you know, recognize that. Thank you. Yeah, for me, um, whenever I go, sometimes I, I even hate, hate leaving and I feel like I can't leave the shop. And whenever I do, I gain so much perspective and, and inspiration. Um, I think that, you know, I get stuck in the everyday and uh, I print t-shirts or, or try to uh, go home, make a sandwich and then wait for tomorrow. And um, I, I know coming here and seeing all this is, and, and then trying to bring, even it's just one thing, you know, bring back to my shop and, um, and tell the story of like my experience. It, it's huge. So thank you guys. Really. Uh, one other thing, Val, Eric, Colin, thank you for pushing me. Okay. You guys, really pushed me to be better. So I appreciate that. Thank you. Yeah. Well, yeah, big, big round of applause. Uh, like Colin and Eric and Val, you guys did great work. Really appreciate all the effort that went into making this the actual content here. And then on our team, Brian Lassard and 
Tom Davenport were the ones that did all the real work. Brett and I just talk. Uh, so they did awesome job putting all the market. Tom did all the, this is basically Tom's brainchild. So put all the marketing, everything together. So give them a, give them a huge round of applause. I don't know where Tom went. Tom Love. probably sensed that he might need to be on camera and disappeared. <laughs> yeah. So final words, Brett. Thank you, Brett, for hosting this too. Uh, my final words are thanks for coming. I enjoyed spending uh, the last couple of days with you guys and meeting a bunch of new people. Um, I had a great time. So thank you for being here. And uh, thanks for coming to our home. You know, thanks for coming to Full Worth and uh, sharing this time with us. We appreciate it. And thank you guys for doing this Q&A. Good job. Give it, give the shirt show a round of applause. Shirt show. I can't do it. <laughs>